Natch, episode 99, whisper in your lover's ear. Once you've taken care of that, pick up your phone, it's probably on your nightstand. Go ahead and text the Soundhawk, 303-548-6877. Say, Soundhawk, I've been hearing so much about this newsletter. Let me in. Soundhawk will take care of you. Once he's done snacking on the crumbs of some chips. I can text and eat. <clears throat> and um, rest in peace, William Onyabor, born March 26, 1946, died January 16th, 2017. A Nigerian funk musician and businessman. Yes. Onyabor's songs are often heavily rhythmic and synthesized, occasionally epic in scope with lyrics decrying war and sung by both Onyebor himself and female backing vocalists. In that song, that old gay instant classic, Only Bear. That kicked off the show. You were hearing a loop. no idea what you just said. You were hearing a loop huh? of a William Onyebear song. It sounded very professional. I wasn't quite sure Called how. Every Day. That song is like eight minutes long. And it's joyous. I encourage you to go find it. And uh, do you have any Onyabor albums? You know what? Uh, if you're a an internet music blog hound, such as you, like I have been known to be, you you probably would have stumbled across Onyabor at some point. He's been around a while. Onyabor on on the uh, on the the music blog circuit. I have one of his records. It's got four songs. Each one's like ten minutes. Mm, of like just Brian nonstop, Eno. like do 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 do. Love it, but Love his it. voice is great. And uh, if you if you subscribe to the newsletter, you got a link here to, to my a, newsletter, to our our newsletter. Oh yeah, you're gonna find a link to a YouTube a YouTube clip. It's it's a documentary about Onya Bear called I believe The Fantastic Man. It's 30 minutes long. I haven't watched it, but from what I gather, these people who like his music. <laughs> Go in search of him, and I think come up empty-handed. I'm not sure if he even makes. No, an no, they find him. Oh, really? in the, in the video, I don't know. I don't know. He was elusive. He didn't want to be found. He re- he rejected his musical past <clears throat> largely. How do you know? <laughs> Look, I'm a man of the world. I guess so. If you want to talk about global music trends, please. You're the one to turn he, to. He huh? rejected the music, and it was. And they always think there was a I religion think angle. Of Rodriguez. No, and. He became a miller. He bought like a mill. Food news eventually. All right. Congratulations. You clearly clicked on a Wikipedia page. Nope. Read an article. That was a, that was a lovely uh, introductory bit of music from Old Gay, far beyond his typical capacity and capabilities. I'm gonna I'm gonna shiv you <laughs> between the ribs. <laughs> Like you stole my it is, it is inauguration day. That's right. Martial law. Sources of calories and average U.S. diet over time. Hat tip, Wahoo, Omaha, Dillon. Matt Dillon. I got to check in with Matt Dillon. Hello, Matt Dillon. Dillon, Dijon. He of the fancy mustard seed. Jesus Christ. What is happening? This is from USDA, the ERS, Economic Research Service. From their loss-adjusted food availability data, some of my favorite data, 
I'm just going to interpret this for you because I know you love charts. I am, am an obscure world music hound. Mark is a data hound. A data hound. You Lugaru. A what? You're the data werewolf. Lou Lugaru. Oh, Lugaru. C'est français pour a werewolf. Remember that Gucci main song, Paris? So creepy. All the Gucci Mane songs kind of blur together in my mind. Daily calories per person, year 2000, year 2010. This would be some indication of our change in dietary patterns. Mm. A lot of this is not, you know, we got, so, you know, animal fats, you got eggs, eggs, pretty flat, same dairy, little, little less dairy. I'm seeing some nut growth. Hold on. A little less meat, poultry, and fish. See, maybe a significant amount of less. God, Jesus. Interessant. Added sugar and sweeteners, down dramatically. Ooh. That's soda. Nuts, you're right. A little bit more nuts, still a small percentage. Yeah. Wonderful. A little bit less grains, a little bit less vegetables, a little bit less fruit. Awesome. The big change here is in... Added plant-based fats and oils. That's up. That's up quite a bit. That's now, the influence of this podcast. Do it's because of this why? podcast. Do you know why? Uh, Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Plant-based fats, it's a bad thing. It's people are eating more palm oil. Boom! You nailed it! Insider. You are becoming an insider. Destroying the planet in service of these... To quote Matthew Dillon... Fats we don't need. Via tweet... Added plant-based fats and oils category shows just how much we lean on processed foods, palm, soy, etc. No good. Nailed it. No good. Nailed it. Um, taking it a little closer to home, I found an article. Uh, a little table slash chart to Josh, more to Josh's liking. <laughs> I wanted to see what kind of beers had the most calories, um, and I was not surprised to learn. Are that- you drinking beer with the whole tinnitus? My tinnitus gets better when I drink beer. That could be... And are be you on or off coffee now? Placebo. I am back on coffee. Oh, good. Save it for later in the show. No, I know. It's... it's Who uh, eventually? My ear has been ringing more back on coffee, but I don't know. It kind of feels worth it in a strange way. But man, uh, I'm an IPA drinker. I am not. You know what I like. You like a lager. I like a good, nice, crisp, clean lager. It makes sense. You're a very milk toast individual. You like a... Flavorless beer. I shave you back. You're gonna shave? Oh, shiv or shave? I don't. My back doesn't need shaving. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so these aren't actually. I don't. I've had a. I like New Belgium. Ring- Look, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! And we're back. Uh, there's really nothing bad about having a super cuddly kitty, except for that they occasionally knock loose your. Uh, Speak for yourself. Your fucking. What, what are you trying to say? This is a podcast. My snowball mic. <laughs> okay. Can you uh, so I tell was, me why I'm looking at this giant list of I was beers. saying that uh, I do like a Ranger IPA. It's okay. That's 190 calories. Whoa, man. Per 12-ounce bottle. You, you drink two of those, you got yourself two love handles. Here's one of my favorites, though. Uh, the Ballast Point Sculpin IPA. They also have a Grapefruit Sculpin, a Habanero Sculpin. Super trendy beer right now, actually. They have a small brewery. Sculpins. Out of like San Diego, I think. Got huge, scaled up, sold it. You Boom. Can't, you Made a million bucks. You cannot scale the Sculpins. 200, 200 calories. Take it easy on that mic. Um, What's the Leffe Blonde? Mm, you know Should what? I ask, ask your brother Leaf? 
<laughs> oh, it's a joke. You're not going to get into that betting Let pool. Let me into that. the betting pool, Leif. No, I'm going to tell pool. him not to. Le- hey, you're afraid. The Rampant Imperial IPA. That's like a double IPA. No, thanks. 230 calories. Boulevard Tank 7 Farmhouse Ale. I think that comes from St. Louis. 230 as well. So you're getting a lot of calories from your liquids. I am, but you know what? A, you, look, you look great. I can. You know why I can pull it off, Mark? The pants? The yoga. <laughs> I do a lot of yoga. I go to power yoga classes too. I'm doing so many chaturangas. You'd think I'd have beer titties, but I have like chaturanga titties. They're all muscle, Mark. And also like a Snickers bar is 250 calories. So one beer is equal to one candy bar. Are you just having one? I'm having two. Every night? Most nights. It's for my heart. It's healthy. <laughs> but no, but I also, I don't, I don't I'm eat a big thinking, breakfast. I'm thinking I don't big, eat a big lunch. I don't I'm eat a big it, dinner. I snack throughout the day. So I think my calorie count is still below the USDA, USDA recommended, to, what is it, 2,500? Well, here. I think I'm still hovering around there. We so. have... One of the changes that has happened over time, daily calories per person, going back to the Matt Delon hat tip chart Delon. discussion, we've cracked under 2,500 calories per day. See what I'm average. saying? Even Just a with little my, bit under. Even with my IPAs, occasionally I do get a double IPA, still staying under that 2,500. Well, I'd like to know for sure. I'm not going to calorie count. I want you to calorie count and journal it. In my journal? In your journal. Um... I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking. Even though the 27 reset with a whole bunch of crazy new behaviors and scheduled mindfulness time and structured playtime with the kids, all this. Oh yeah, is that? Are you still doing that? Is that working? That cat. Yes, it's it's, you it's have, happening. You have fallen off of that. There's no, no freaking way. I never full. I never fell on it fully, so I can't fall off it fully. I'm introducing the things and seeing what's good and what's bad. But my point is. Oh, doesn't look like there was a point. There was a point. What was the point? I don't know. Oh, I think I'm going to let beer back in. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, because that was one beer a week. I was going to have one a week. That's one one lager a week? Like one every other day. I, but I only have one at night, most nights. What's that do for you? Why don't you just have a cup just of tea? Just relax. Well, last night I had a, about that much bourbon. <laughs> I think that's more than one. That dose. much in a beaker or like that much in a glass? In a glass. No, not that much. So like three fingers of bourbon. <laughs> That's like three IPAs probably. Is it? Oh, well. Bourbon's strong, man. Bad habit redux. All right, real quick. I know why you put this article in here. Do you? Why? Just another opportunity for you to gloat <laughs> about how I was, he was saying a month ago, the market's not ready for personalized no. diet technology. So this is a, this is a, this topic has tension for me. No, the reason I put it in here because it get, it's our one of our favorites, Julia Balouz. Balouz of Vox Media. At her best, at her nastiest at times. Um, Remember, was it Vox just, that had that big stick up their ass for a long time? Yeah, it's, it's her. Still up there, huh? Still. It includes I mean, a noble stick, a great a stick. A noble stick up the ass. Habit is peddling, note the verb peddling, <laughs> a quote, personalized, quote, personalized nutrition. Service. Right. But That's ha- just one habit line. Is a, is, a, is a startup. Habit is a startup, and it's out in the valley. It's where Neil Grimmer, formerly of Plum, has put his next flag in the sand. You do some blood work and DNA stuff and try We've to figure out. We've covered habit on this podcast. Of course we have, personalized nutrition. And what you're referring to is the great trend spotting performed by Bend LLC yeah. for the year to come. On one of his uh, 
tightly guarded decks. What, what to? It was not a deck, and it was what to expect in the coming year. And one of them was lots of talk about personalized nutrition, but it's still too soon, so it's Wait. just hype. Julia, from a scientific perspective, this is in the article. She's quoting Tim Caulfield, a health policy researcher who has been tracking personalized medicine since the 1990s. From a scientific perspective, personalized nutrition is problematic. For most human beings, this information isn't relevant. It's not going to benefit us any more than the basic health advice, which is eat a diet that's rich in fruits and vegetables, avoid junk food, don't smoke, exercise regularly, and don't eat too many calories. And drink two two IPAs a day. At least. Any changes we make based on our personal health information would be minor compared with that general guidance. Two IPAs or three fingers of bourbon. Now, here's the thing. On here's personalized the, here's, I'll tell you what the thing is. Julia Taylor's, I mean, oh. hey, fine. You want to you quote... <laughs> you want to quote Tim Caulfield? That's fine. If you want a real fucking article, quote the Kingmaker. You get Mark Peacock, 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 okay, Mark John. Pistachio Brush of Bend LLC Limited Capabilities punk. on your fucking map. That's full. You're bringing Punk Ron to the table here. Punk Ron in the house. I'm having trouble with what I like. I think my brain's getting soft. We've been podcasting for a while today. The falling apart. It's that Alzheimer's. Mm. ALZ. What Julia I caught, what, it. You I caught it. You didn't see that one pass. Barely. Um, I think she amended what she's written this article before. This was like an update on it, where it's kind of like, yeah, she's oh, right. The science, there's all sorts of science. The recycler of research well, she updated. in his decks is now criticizing How a journalist for rewriting the same story. <laughs> this bullshit. You I'm not I can't even show you the old. <laughs> Available to see decks. I can't see them. I just have to assume. You do. That you're just you know what this is? This is deck jealousy. That's what this is. <laughs> I've got deck envy. <laughs> deck envy. So the science is not there on personalized nutrition, which calls into question some of these startups that are trying to make a lot of money, getting you to dive in on it. Oh yeah. But I don't know if these were changes to the article or not, but what is important to note is that there could be some really big changes that come out of pursuing this Foot. line of inquiry. But as for now, we will habits, figure. We will figure stuff out. We just haven't. Habits proprietary algorithms are under lock and key right now. Yeah, not so good. Yeah, you ought to open those up. So we don't really know. You don't know what you're selling. It, yeah, it yeah. could work. There's some, you know, there's some basic level stuff like you have trouble metabolizing fats, especially dairy fats and even carbs. So you should focus more on proteins. Okay, great. And you would have some evidence from blood work and all that. But the the real wins here. They're not around. You got to wait. They're coming. But I mean, shit, man. It's all going to be nightshades. We're Tom all going to be crispered anyway. Tom People, Brady and nightshades. The rich, like fucking Trump's grandkids, they're going to be having boutique children that are, you know, genetically modified to be disease free and 10 feet go. tall and have big hands. Oh, big go. hands. Didn't we cover this with the eugenics article from 1902 or whatever it was? I think we covered it when we watched Gattaca that one time. Yeah. I don't know what's coming. Nobody knows what's coming. Don't worry about it. I know what's up ahead in the road there. Look, do you see it? A big pile of Skittles, Mark. We'll come back to the coffee article then after Skittles. Oh, I missed Hat that one. Hat tip Morgan. <laughs> Morgan Oliveira. Yep, of the... Rhode Island Oliveiras. Yep. A rural county, and this is CNN, a rural county in southeast Wisconsin had a sweet, sticky mystery. I had a sweet, sticky mystery. Ugh. 
along a highway. Selvage jeans. I had a sweet sticky mystery along a highway. All over your selvage jeans. Earlier this week. I had a sweet sticky mystery <laughs> along a highway earlier this week. Hundreds of thousands of red Skittles were found spilled on a road in Dodge County. Now, I am a big fan of Dodge County, Georgia. I don't know Dodge County, Wisconsin. Nope, not yet. Oh, <laughs> There's, yeah, that's coming. Uh, there's no, we are watching segment. Okay. It can be after the break, I think. There, this week. There's no little S on them, but you can definitely smell. It's a distinct Skittles smell, Dodge County Sheriff Dale Schmidt told CNN affiliate WISN. The sheriff's deputy later found out that the Skittles fell off a truck that was hauling the red candies to be used as... I'm really, I'm really ready for that segment. Used as cattle feed. That's a breakthrough. A former farmer told CNN affiliate WBAY that candy makers and bakeries often sell rejects to be used as cattle feed because they provide cheap carbs. The practice goes back decades, but it picked up steam in 2012 when corn prices were surging and cattle farmers were looking for a cheaper way to keep their cows and other livestock fed. So feed them subsidized corn syrup. You got it. With red dye. Feed them Skittles. So give kids not only a bunch of hormone injected cattle products, but also get some red dye in there so they're hyperactive even when they're well, you might be looking unknowingly ingesting red dye. Focusing on the weeds here instead of just... The weed? There's weed too? <laughs> well, I, mean... <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, these Skittles would just end up in a landfill if you didn't feed them to the cattle. So that's Heaven great. Forbid. Um, but on the other garbage hand, garbage anyway. we're feeding, yeah, essentially garbage cattle, garbage feed Come on, we can do better than this. No, I guess we probably can't. This Trump's America now. It's a good story, though. Feed him Cheetos. It's, it's one of these mystery. What? What are all these red Skittles doing here? Oh, yeah, we've been feeding those to the cattle oh, for a few years. You thought they had grass? Nah, man. So do the cattle get all like super hopped up on sugar? They're not the Cows healthiest they could eat, be. They're not supposed to eat a bunch of sugar. They're not supposed to eat corn either. We feed them corn or soy. They're supposed to eat grass. We feed them other cows too. Sometimes grass fed meat movement. Hey, cows, Jesus. So I see you put in this Viva Cafe article. I did. This is I, th- I found this too. This, did you? Yeah, it's total link bait. Yeah, it is total link bait. Yeah, it's like coffee will make you live forever, and now we know why. Inc.com, somebody. In short, as people grow older, they normally experience a fundamental inflammatory mechanism associated with human aging and the chronic diseases that come with it, which is everything, my friend. Heart. ALZ, up in your brain. Tout le monde. <clears throat> this, and a Stanford, uh, Stanford University research turn, shows that it turns out drinking more coffee might counter that natural inflammatory mechanism. You got high levels of caffeine in your, in your junk from the coffees? You're Maybe. low inflamed. Oh, hot on the mic. I'm, You're low inflamed. Yeah, no, I've been drinking more coffee again. You're living longer. you blue zoning it. I don't know what the payout, it like makes me feel shitty. It makes me feel kind of shitty. What, drinking a lot of coffee? Yep, and it definitely yeah. makes my ear ring a little bit. That's a downside. So you got to get through I that phase. I don't know what's wrong with me. Whether to drink it or not, you mean? Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, like I did. Welcome to middle age, my friend. I've been taking, you know, a day or two off here or there on my two IPAs, rings. and my ear rings more when I don't have my IPAs. So is that good news or bad news I for don't my know. liver? When my, when my uh, folks come to visit, 
There's just a lot of coffee going through. We got to break out the percolator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's malt disc cups going all day long, with, oh, like, yeah. especially my dad. Guys, the health, I mean, he's, <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> Jenny was joking. I told her about the story because we've commented, like, you know, we have one cup. If you have another one, I'm like, oh, I feel, t- I feel, ah, I feel weird, man. He's just drinking them all day long. I love it. Your dad's my kind of cat. And he's. I love it, Mr. Brush. Healthy dude. Comes from a very healthy stock. They live a long time. Jenny joked, like, he ought to write a, like, a diet book. He should. <laughs> he doesn't have a good diet. <laughs> what is he? Drinks a lot of coffee and eats I what? Mean, what does he like to eat? He likes, if, if there's meat on the plate, that's. That's that, what he eats first? That would be, just, you get into, like, some of these things, like, plant-based and Mediterranean. Like, eh. He just likes a straight-ahead spaghetti meat sauce. That's good. Steaks so, are good. So you were cooking a lot of red meat? You cook a lot of, you make some cookies. Sorry. They might be gone next time you look. So he's been vicariously ingesting tons of red Skittles and he's doesn't not, even know it. He's not like a, he's not focused on eating a healthy diet. He, he seems pretty healthy to me though. He looks like oh, a robust I, I, gentleman. I'm saying who gives a shit? A vital dude. Live life. Enjoy it. Mm. There's a running joke in our house because one time I, we had some sugar cubes that I don't know why we had them, but like we normally just have powdered or uh, granulated sugar that you can put in some in your baking or maybe a little coffee. I don't Not know. Not agave syrup? Nope. But so we had these sugar cubes out so that I would use them up instead of like if people were putting granulated sugar. Are those the ones you put LSD coffee. on? Nope. No. And my, my two kids, he was walking through the kitchen and he grabbed a sugar cube and just popped it in his mouth and ate it. <laughs> Both Harper and Quinn are like, oh, she just ate a sugar cube. So now whenever they come to visit, they're like, let's get out the sugar. Let's get some sugar cubes for him. See if he'll eat them. Do they not eat the sugar cubes? No, we're not allowed to eat sugar cubes in my house. What, you're leaving a thing of sugar cubes I out want on the that counter? sugar formed into a nice red chewy ball that yeah. tastes like... You really whipped your kids into shape if they... I they have. Not only do they not eat sugar cubes, Holy they crap. rat on grandpa. That was a lot of fun. Fake, um, fake ratting. We've powered through this show. That was a lot of upfront stuff, and we got through it. It was. Let's. Uh, should we take our interlude? With only two natches yep. and two misplaced two we are watching cues. We are watching cues. But we're ready for food news eventually, so why don't you... Uh, Let's, let me hit, hit you with a little interlude with, here. I want an interlude. So this comes from a gentleman known as Tobin Sprout. Is that his real name? I don't or know. her? It's a him. He was. He's a part of that... Uh, outfit called Guided by Voices, you know, mm. Robert Pollard's thing where they re- he releases like an album every 20 minutes. Talk about drinking a lot of IPAs. That guy's notorious for just having a huge cooler of beer backstage and just powering through like 20 beers before he goes on. Who, Robert? I believe so, Bob Pollard. That could be hearsay. You never know with me. Yeah, how about... Um, um, I'm listening. See who Tobin Sprout is. I, he, I think okay. he's, he's part of the crew. I don't know if he's like an evergreen member or like a guy they bring in <clears throat> sometimes. Oh, he's an older gentleman. He is. He's kind of a balladeer, too. This song has a, a few rock, rock and roll numbers, but this one... Uh, is this a new album? Uh-huh. The album is called The Universe and Me, huh. and we're going to hear the title track. Tobin Sprout is an American artist and musician. He is best known for his contributions as a member of indie rock group Guided by Voices. You nailed it, man. Fuck yeah, I did. I know how to read a press release. Oh, or a Wikipedia page. It was a press release in this instance. 
You want to hear the music or are you going to talk? Are you going to look up Bob Pollard and see if he drinks as much as I said he does? <laughs> How am I going to find that? I don't know. He's got a Wikipedia page too, I'm guessing. Mark, I did some internet sleuthing while I was listening to that song and uh, got an article here in Esquire magazine, Bob Pollard on Dogfish Heads Guided by Voices Tribute Beer. Huh. 
So here's a quote from Pollard. I have little experience with brewing. I have great experience with drinking. Oh, boy. So Sam Caligioni is the founder of Dogfish Head Brewery. The cat, I know. Close close. to the wire. Um, So he's got a new, they have a beer. It's called Beer Thousands or Beer Thousand. And it's a guided by voices brew tribute beer. But check this Mm. out. So it's almost like the perfect beer for our love child, Mark, because it is an imperial style lager. I didn't know we were having a love child. Did you hear what I said? It's an imperial style lager. Oh. So it's a lager, clocks in at 10% Whoa. ABV. So listen to this, though. Um, it's an imperial style lager, a bit more intense than the domestic light lagers the band's frontman, Robert Pollard, is famous for swilling on stage. Uh, he loves a light lager. So, but yeah, he like drinks lots of beer on stage. So I was right with my point. You were right. But what was that? It was a very interesting percussion sound in that song. I think it. I think it was someone banging on a beer can. I think it was. It was a way somebody was playing an acoustic guitar, and it was the pick hitting the strings in this really clang, rattly way. It might have been. Check this out, though. I, I found, couldn't tell when, when was I was searching for good or bad confirmation that he drank a lot of beer. I found this other article that talks about how he and his brother grew up in kind of a small town. Slim Pollard, and. Uh, were not encouraged at all to make music. They were both uh, athletes, football players, in the face, Mark. So you just never know where we're going to go. Do you, Mark? I don't. I'm ready for food news eventually, but it's going to require the sound cues that appeared earlier in the show. Oh. Right now, we've got our We Are Watching segment where we... Yeah, one of them just went. You didn't hear it because you were talking. Okay, well, so we've done the cue? Wait, which cue? You were compl- You wanted more Natchez, right? No, that, none that. Nope, 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 nope. I'm confused. Natchez cover the seams when you have to make an edit because your cat ripped the cord out of the mic. He's just being a lover. And the We Are Watching is where we introduce the segment about tracking post-Trump America. Oh, right. And the damage wrought. I bring to you an article from Civil Eats. Civil Eats? Co-written by, are you ready? Mark Bittman. We know him. Michael Pollan. At Get Bit. Yeah, check out, check out the Bit. pilot episode. We're about to Executive find produced by us. Yep. We're about, we're about to get that on like actual podcast platforms like iTunes and what's yep. that? That was celebratory chip. Mark Bittman, Michael Pollan. Am I supposed to comment? Sure. Yeah. Who the hell doesn't know who he is? Olivier de Schutter. De Schutter. Ricardo Salvador. He of the furrowed brow. He has a furrowed he is brow. A very concerned scientist. He is. Uh, this is a statement. This is a statement. I don't know what else to call it. It's okay. a statement. Is from, it a line in the sand? It's just a. Is it a gauntlet? A, it's a. It's a speaking with a unified voice, it is the <clears> lions <throat> of food reform. Leon. Lions of good food. All right. Coming together. I'll read you a few quotes. How can the food movement best navigate this treacherous new environment? Obviously, the article was inspired by Monsieur Trump. We. Two years ago, we outlined the need for a national food policy. They did. I remember reading that and writing about it. A critical yardstick in determining whether legislation helps or harms farmers, eaters, the land, animals, and more. This remains an important long-term goal. 
But right now, the most pressing work is to join forces with other progressive groups in a more immediate cause, protecting the disadvantaged and defending democracy. The scale and intensity of the extraction <clears throat> and exploitation economy is about to be redoubled. You got to liven this up, man. Come on. It's not, it's not fun. <laughs> I don't know what to, <laughs> how to tell you that. The gist of this is... Quit, yeah, let's quit, get to the marrow. Well, yeah. Quit looking at... I think what they're saying is, wouldn't it be nice to have a unified voice to advocate for good food? That was two years ago, though. Mm. That'd have been great. We could have come together, lobbied effectively, mm-hmm. fought some of these issues that we really cared about. Now, those issues, those little single issues, eh, who gives a shit? We got bigger problems. We, we got, got one bigger big problems. Orange problem. So the idea is, given the turn of events in modern America, you got to ladder up from that worrying about GMOs or worrying about nutritional standards. You got to fight for social justice at the highest level because, you ready for one more quote? What I love about this, the way they've come together here, it's a very new, it's systems thinking. They know it's all connected. Everything's mm-hmm. connected. Systems thinking, that's big in the UX game. I'll bet it is. <clears throat> one more big quote. You can't fix agriculture without addressing immigration and labor or without rethinking energy policies. You can't improve diets without reducing income inequality, which in turn requires unqualified equal rights for women and minorities. You can't encourage people to cook more at home without questioning gender roles or the double or triple shifts that poor parents often must accept to make ends meet. You can't fully change the role of women without tackling the future of work, childcare, and education. You can't address climate change without... You get the idea. You can't address any of it until you address all of it. Uh huh. It's way less about bougie, organic, non-GMO chia seed wafers. Bang. It's more about it's let's make sure people are getting paid properly. Yep. They talk and they about have the that. tools they need to eat the fight for a fi- healthy diet. The fight for fifteen is a big win. There's there's cause for uh, uh, optimism. You've had, got these soda taxes passing. You got minimum wage standards being set and raised. Good news. We'll see if any of that sticks. But yeah, you know, there, I think what they're really saying here is you've got like a lot of these progressive causes have to come together. Can't be isolated as just like we're into food. We want to fight for non-GMO. You're into social justice. Get together with your fair wage friends over there. Link arms. Unite, brother, sister, farmer, ferret. Ferret. This- Brought it to the animals, too. Well, speaking of advances, Mark, the USDA has done something. They've proposed a program called GRO Organic. Do you see what they did there? Mm -hmm. Grow Organic? GRO. I don't know anything about this. Genetic Research and Promotion Order for Organic. Um, Oh, sure. This information, by the way, is coming to us also from Civilitz. Sarah Shemkus. Is the author of an article called Organic Checkoff Program Advances. Checkoff Program. Let me hit I you. know something about the history of this. Of Chekhov and the duel? You loved it. It was a ripe, ripe sexuality bursting everywhere. Let me hit you with some bullets. You love bullets. I can can you them. hear the cat? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd rather him purring than pawing at the cord here. Uh, this may come as a surprise to you, Mark, but organic food is increasingly popular. Okay. How much do you think sales were up um, uh, in 2015? 
these old numbers. 15%. 11%. But that works out to 43.5 billion. That's, you know who comes up with that number? Kingmaker? NBJ behind the scenes is a big part of that. Wow. Wait a minute, I'm not supposed to say that? I don't know if I am or not. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Gloves are off. Uh, Supplies and keeping up with demand, though, domestically. Did you know that? I'll bet you did. This is all... Totally knew that. Old news to the insider. Producers. We need more producers. But here's the biggest problem, right? What's the biggest problem facing people who want to produce organic food, Mark? That that three-year conversion. You might want to get a little closer to the mic. You got a three-year conversion. It's hard as shit to get certified, right? So that's a problem. Yeah. So this Grow Organic uh, program yeah. would be run by a 17-member board of directors, okay. independent of the OTA. What the fuck? Interesting. That? Organic Trade Association. Um, they come up with the $46 billion number. Any larger business with organic. an organic certification from the farmer who grows the organic cucumbers to the processor who turns them into organic pickles would contribute unless it already belongs to another checkoff program and chooses to stay with that group. So it's a voluntary group, it looks like. So people might need to know what a checkoff program is. And the best example of that would be milk, where the producers of milk in California got together because sales were declining, and they said, we'll put in a penny a gallon or whatever. If you can come up with a whiz-bang marketing plan. Well, they put in a penny. Milk mustaches. They put took in the a, nation by storm. I think we all knew the story, Mark. Penny a gallon. They got put milk? In it. They collected the money. Yeah. They got with the marketer. They came up with Got Milk, one of the most known It's right up there with schemes. I'd like to buy the world a Pepsi. Um, <clears throat> so you've derailed that. Thank I think, you. I think Beyonce wrote that. Uh, small businesses, those with less than 25... What do they want to do? What's this checkoff program? Well, they want to run educational initi- initiatives. They want to have some okay. promotional campaigns intended to boost demand. So the point of this but is demand's that, already too high. That's a little odd. The point of this whole article is that they've actually formally introduced this and they want people to yeah, pay into you it. You gave me a real boring article. I thought there was more to it. Not much. Um, you <laughs> know, Get but, yourself a better article. <laughs> hey, I'm busy making the show image. Sampling Willem Oni You don't have to do that. Oni Bear. Only Bear, whatever I call him. Uh, Yeah. Okay. All right, but guess what? Well, you know why Guess what? Let me tell you something about checkoff organizations, Mark, though. They have a long history of mismanagement mismanagement and abuse. Well, yes and no. Allegations that the American Egg Board illegally used funds to conspire against the vegan mayonnaise company Hampton Creek. I mean, yes, but that's the wrong point to make. After years of the incredible edible egg being a hit. Needs of processors and handlers could override the interests of farmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who have traditionally I, received a small portion of The question of is this. The question is this. Would you... So back in the day when I was still in the thick of my kingmaking, we would shorthand this as got organic. Got milk, got organic. If well, you that's did lazy. It, well, no, if you... <sighs> that wasn't the end message. It was just how we talked about need it. That if, easy allegory. Huh? Is this a good idea? If organic got together and everybody put in a little money and they came up with a unified message, like Got Milk, but for organic, would that be a good thing? And very contentious, like, nah, fuck you. I want to just focus on pork. Nah, wow, that's a bad example. Milk, organic milk. I want an organic milk campaign. Uh, organic vegetables. It's like, who's, who's going to pay what? It's really tight margins in a lot of these industries. Well, it seems to me you don't... Do you want that out there? Do you want somebody doing some catchy organic slogan? Well, here's the problem. 
Here, here's where, where it gets sticky, right? I think that time is coming on. Because what are the odds you're going to cook up some campaign that's just going to be preaching to the choir, to the people exactly. that already know about organic? I think we've moved beyond this already. But here's the other problem, right? You come up with a great campaign to preach organic to, to lower income people. They can't afford it because it's too goddamn expensive. So there's your catch 22. There's your Joseph Heller moment, Mark. Brought to you by Go Organic. Or got organic. Goganic. Goganic. Gogurt. That's what we should do. Brought to you by Gogurt. We should ideate right now. This episode what's the campaign brought to you is, by Gogurt. What's the, what's the campaign? What's the message? It's got to be that. You got to be able to distill it to that. Got milk. The incredible edible egg. Pork. The other white meat. Mm. Uh, I'm sure the other white ones. meat is, again, that campaign is aimed at. It could be organic. Health conscious. Organic. Well, see, they, they come and go. Maybe it's, maybe it's arrogant to assume that low-income people aren't health conscious, though. You ever think of that? No, they are health conscious. They or, just, you think they're just eating what? I don't know. Cheetos? Takis? Racist. How about... Um, I, think, I think I'm with Mark Bittman on this one. Like, organic is a piece of it. Exactly. But, what? but it's more about food equity. We need, people need to be able to afford good, wholesome food. If it's organic, that's with you hundred percent. I'm not sure it's, I'm not sure this checkoff is a good idea all in all. I used to be a big fan of it. Did you? I, me and I, I love checkoff. You, I, mean, I had you, good, com- duel. I had convos it. with my favorite boy up the buddy up there in Boulder. Bogo. What would it look As like? As you were cleaning out his ferrets litter box. Exactly. Like Alex, Alex, wait, wait, come back. I wanted to ask you a question. What's the, what's the, what is, what's, we got to ideate. What's it going to be? Oh, we do. We have to do that. So organic. I think you got to change the name. Nothing but, nothing but, nothing but. Oh, here comes something. Good. Nothing but clean. Nothing but net. Uh, $100 an hour. That's our ideation rate. And this is what you're giving them. All right. We got one more story, and it's a double header. Sit back, relax. Stroke the cat. See if you've got any lint between your toes. Fava bean yogurt. Ooh. Are you going to pay attention? Yeah. <laughs> Last story. I have a, t- Stick side, with us. a side thought, that's all. Fava bean yogurt. Real it, quick, though, what's that stuff called? We covered it once before. It's aquafaba. like aquafaba. That, that is not mentioned anywhere in this article, which is bullshit. Yeah, Did I you read the article? I searched it for aquafaba. Fa- aquafaba is the byproduct of hummus. It's that syrupy, liquidy stuff. In it's the, not a byproduct it's hummus, of hummus. Garbanzo beans. God, I'm so sorry. Chickpea on your face. Chickpea. It's, uh, it's a byproduct of soaking any bean, right? And uh, our uh, Sir Kensington's mm-hmm. has created a whole line of yoga, not of uh, mayos and spreads out of it. I think some people have been baking with it. Yes, meringues. Other people have been. And it's vegan. Not calling it by its proper name and making yogurt out of it. Fava bean yogurt. General Mills patents process to create range of dairy alternatives from legumes. Legumes are so hot, so hot. Pulses. Pulses. You got your finger on the pulse of pulses. Elaine Watson. Wadi. What up, Wadi? Food Navigator. A patent application from General Mills shows it is experimenting with legumes such as chickpeas, adzuki beans, fava beans, and lentils. I love a good adzuki bean. I have a can of adzuki bean. A very firm bean. To create non-dairy milks, in quotes, eggless mayonnaises and dips. And cultured legume-based products such as cheeses, yogurts, kefir, and ice cream. 
So if you read this, did you have the same reaction I did, which was, I guess it's unfair to expect otherwise out of like a patent application, but it was like some food science, wizardry, high-tech shit they were talking about in there. Didn't sound good no. on paper. As an example, high oil content can impart undesired fat calories to the resultant liquefied legume material and also limit the applicability of the liquefied legume material to function as a substitute for dairy ingredients during manufacture of a consumable product. Remember Olestra? That is delish. Remember that? Was that what it was called? Olestra? It was like that. Leaky ass. It's like that fat. Yeah, fat substitute to make your butt leak. However, fats can be added to the cultured legume products later, as General Mills. A cultured food product produced from liquefied legume material may lack the creamy taste and texture associated with traditional dairy products. Blending lipids into the cultured food product, lipids, fats, can help impart the creamy taste and textures desired by many consumers. You can stick some coconut coconut in there, some almond cream. Mmm! You know what? Mmm! Fuck consumers. (laughs) Fuck this choked-by-choice society. It's not creamy enough. I'm not going to buy it. Guess what? Pretty soon you're not going to have much fucking choice. You're going to have about eight things you can eat because all the bees are going to be dead. You're going to have about eight (laughs) things to choose from. You get one eyedropper vial of water per month. Oh, is it not creamy enough for you? I'm sorry. Then you can starve. Just one, just one. I'm dropping some heat there. Just got a little upset. Sorry. I'm with you. I'm just, I'm tired of this shit. It's kind of... The way that food reform plays itself out in weird ways, you know? I'm just feeling cranky, too. I, I Really? kind of realized with all this Trump stuff that uh, my generation, our generation, we've been taking democracy for granted. And now we have this opportunity where we have to fight for it. And we're soft. <laughs> well, I'm not. Despite my two IPAs, I'm still pretty rock solid. But do I like the mental fortitude? I hope not. You might be damaged from your alien tinnitus impregnations. I might be getting the inside message. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna tell me when it's time to cut and run. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. Uh, I think you're gonna like this one more then. Oh, there's another one? Yeah, it's about the magical fruit. We've only fo- got about three minutes. I'm following up on the beans. Oh, Are okay. heat and drought resistant tepary beans the future of food? Debbie Weingarten cooks They science. don't taste good. I don't want them. Well, Careful. tough shit. You got to eat the tepary beans because it's all we can grow. The land that is now... This comes to us from Shaggy Brownie. Hat tip. Hat tip. The land that is now Southern Arizona has the been... Prince of Poop. Continuously farmed for... The more, Duke of Dookie. For more than 4,000 years. Longer than any... The o- shaman of shit. You're not listening. Longer than any other place in North America. It is a history that helped to earn Tucson, a UNESCO World City of Gastronomy designation this past year. That's interesting. Traditionally, the Tohono the of crap. Tohono O'odham and their ancestors, the Hohokam, Hohokam, practiced dry land farming, shaping the land to catch monsoon rains and grew cop- crops that matured quickly and thrived in the desert heat. You know what kind of stuff they were cooking? Listen to this stuff: sixty-day corn. Sounds good. Sounds moldy. No, I think. <laughs> Quick growing cycle. Tohono O'odham squash and small oval-shaped tepary beans. If there's a plant and a food that most represents the people and the terrain of this place, it's the tepary bean, says some lady. It's the marker of the resilience of the desert people. Wait, where are these grown? I'm sorry. I was trying to think of other things to call. South, southwest. Arizona. Oh, In okay. the desert. Native American populations. Love it. 
Yeah, there we go. That's all he needs. <laughs> I do. Seriously, hey, think about it. He's got Native Americans this. in it. Oh, they're persecuted. I love it. Well, no. Think about how much better this world would be. Bisbee, red cow peas, yellow watermelon, sorghum, sorghum, amaranth, and Magdalena big cheese squash. Look at what they're growing down there. In this drought-resistant, dry-farming approach, what's old is new. It's all coming back. Water wars. I got a book to read called Cadillac Desert. You heard of that one? That sounds like a fun one. It's all about the policies and hijinks that kind of screwed up water in the West. It's research for a pulpy young adult novel I'm working on. Mm. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> we just can't be stopped. The creative engine never ceases to hum. I, I need a distraction. If I'm not working on something, I'm having to sit around and think about According, room, according to the analysis of 19 different global climate models, the area suitable for bean production, and this is bad. Oh, they've been researching elite beans, beans that can thrive in higher temperatures. <clears throat> right? That's, that's smart. Pulses. Bring them in. We need them. That's the, that's the sustainability angle in a hot world. But the area suitable for bean production will have shrunk by 50% by 2050. Shit. That is bad. Yeah. That was really bad. That's super bad. Because those are beans. Those are hearty. That's all we, that's all we, I was hoping that, yeah. Match 99. Fuck. It's all right. It's going to be okay. All this stuff feels it'll like it's fine. out of your control. Because it what? is out of your control, but it'll work itself out. You know what you, I need you to do the this weekend? The systems are aligning themselves. Did you know that- The artistic the, renaissance is about to bloom. Yep. Punk part two. Did you, did you know that, so I've, I've been to the Denver Museum of Nature and Science hundreds of times. Hundreds? And just recently stumbled across the Native American section. Have you been in there? You walk through and it like, it's all about all the native peoples of the Americas. It's got like these amazing examples of things made out of skins and all sorts of shit, man. You walk through there, you know what you'd realize? What? That we're full of shit. We think we got it all figured out. Oh yeah. Totally. We don't know a goddamn thing. But doesn't that, but so that's. 200 years ago, people knew how to live in harmony with their environment, not fuck it all up. And you know what? You need to take the next step. What's that? Which is that it'll probably all work out just fine. Will it? Sure. Okay. We think we're, right now we think we can control it all, but we see how bad it's going to be and we don't have answers to fix it. And we're like, you we know don't. what? We don't even have control over it. You know You're what? Right. Global warming is not real. We didn't do it. It's going to be fine. What? Oh boy. Well, on that note, it is good that we're closing, um, not with a reprise of Only Bear, but uh, a karaoke rendering of the, no shit, Hugo Award-winning classic in the year 2525. Can't wait. Match Come back next week. Whisper in your lover's ear. episode 100 next week? Episode 100 next week. Uh, will it be another episode as you've come to expect or will it be something special there's only one way to find out you gotta tune in and see in the year 2525 if man is still alive if woman can survive they may 
65. You won't need no husband, won't need no wife. You pick your son, pick your daughter too. From the bottom of a long glass too. Whoa, whoa. In the year 7510, if God's a coming, he ought to make it by then. Maybe he'll look around himself and say, I guess it's time for the judgment day. Whoa, whoa, in the year 8510, God is gonna shake his mighty head. He'll either say, I'm pleased where man has been, or tear it down and start again. Whoa, whoa. In the year 9595, I'm kind of wondering if man's gonna be alive. He's taken everything this old earth can give, and he ain't put back nothing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now it's been 10,000 years, man has cried a billion tears for what he never knew. Now man's reign is through, but through eternal night, the twinkling of starlight, so very far away, maybe it's only yesterday. In the year 2525, if man is still alive, if woman can survive, they may find In the year 3535, ain't gonna need to tell the truth, tell no lie. Everything you think, do and say, is in the pill you took today. Oh, oh. In the year 4545, you ain't gonna need your teeth, won't need your eyes. You won't find a thing to chew. Nobody's gonna look at you. Oh, oh. 